Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. You have been raised up from brutality to kill the brutals who multiply and are legion. To this end, Zardoz, your god, gave you the gift of the god. The gun is good. The gun The penis is evil. The penis shoots seeds and makes new life to poison the earth with a plague of men, as once it was. But the gun shoots death and purifies the earth of the filth of brutals. Go forth and kill. Zardoz has spoken. Zardoz, 1974, directed by John Borman. What is Zardoz about? Zardoz is about a futuristic human society where a class of people called Eternals have learned the secret of eternal life, but they hate it, so they're looking for ways to die. Zed is a regular human who infiltrates eternal society to get revenge on them for manipulating and brutalizing humanity. He gains enlightenment, kills all the Eternals, and lives in a cave with his wife for the rest of the movie. You came here in the stone head. I don't know. It is the only path and passage into the vortex. You will show me how you come to be here. Granted, it took five watches to understand what Zardoz was about, but it's a lot simpler than it looks. The problem was that it's a whole lot more complicated than it has to be. But beyond the confused narrative, ambiguous characters, and cryptic visuals, is there anything in Zardoz worth seeing? I don't mean that in a should-I-see-this-or-not-waste-my-time kind of way. Any movie can be enjoyable if you have the right expectations. I mean, are any of Borman's sci-fi questions worth thinking about? And the answer is yes. Zardoz has no big spaceships or a technological utopia, and there's very little in the way of machinery or robots or laser pistols or genetic tinkering or anything we've come to expect from a sci-fi film. Uh, Borman has managed, in a way, to just create futuristic dystopia that doesn't look very futuristic at all. It's not about the tropes of science fiction, but questions about humanity and reality. How did you get into the vortex? What is your purpose? I don't remember. Tell me. Show me. You must tell me. No. Kill it, May. No. May has been given seven days to complete her study. Then Zed will be terminated. The appeal of Zardoz, and perhaps what made the project so important to Borman, is a back-to-basics approach dependent on visuals and ideas rather than spectacle and special effects. The performances don't really support that vision, but let's just focus on the ideas for now. One big plot point in Zardoz is that the Eternals don't have sex. For one thing, they don't seem very interested in it. But more importantly, the men can't seem to get erections. Only Zed can. There's also a mysterious epidemic of apathetics. They simply stand around, unresponsive, spending their lives in a wicking coma, while the rest of the Eternals carry out their work. The Renegades are constantly rebelling against their utopian society, and for crimes and misconduct, Renegades are aged a certain number of years, and even though Eternals can kill themselves, their bodies just get rebuilt and they come back to life. Except, just as old. 
If they get punished enough, they'll live the rest of eternity as senile old men. All this is great. Zardoz paints a picture of a futuristic society suffering from the malaise of immortality. And Zed, the outsider, has come to take revenge for their misdeeds. But how do you kill a people who literally cannot die? It's a great premise. Does that save Zardoz from obscurity? No. Why didn't Zardoz work? The more I watch it, the more I realize that pacing is a big problem. Zed arrives in the Vortex, that's where the Eternals live, and immediately suffers from plot-mandated amnesia. It has something to do with the fact that the Eternals can read Zed's thoughts or something, but it keeps the audience from learning what his motivations are. And by the time we figure out how the Eternal Society works and what it looks like, the film reaches its halfway point and we still don't know what Zed is even doing there. There's not so much urgency either. The Eternals have pointless debates about whether Zed should be studied or destroyed, but no one seems married to the idea. The action only ramps up in the third act, and then it's a mad dash for Borman to put together a confrontation and bring the film to a close. The result is a rushed, vague climax with a lot of cool imagery, but very little impact. The film then slowly coasts to a halt, the final shot of an aging Sean Connery symbolizing the effect that the film has had on the audience. Here is a new kind of adventure. No! 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 The future hopes of mankind depend on one man. And this is a race against time. So what are the positives of Zardoz? I mean, really, what is good about this film? Like all Borman films, it has a unique style. The exterminator masks, the giant stone head the costumes, the setting. No film looks like this one. As far as post-apocalypses go, it's easy on the eyes. Rarely does the destruction of society go along with green pastures and bucolic farmscapes. Had the film been more successful, it would have stood out for its vision rather than its quirkiness. Also, it has Beethoven's Seventh. Every visually interesting film has to have a montage set to Beethoven's Seventh. It's practically the law. None of that really saves Zardoz from being a jumbled mess. One longs for the clarity of an Alejandro Jodorowsky when confronted with such a film. Tonight, Jack and I are going to talk about another film, Lady in the Water, which had noble intentions and fails dramatically. Both go to show that ideas founder without a disciplined hand to shape them. Still, I wouldn't mind talking with Borman about Zardoz. It's one of his most interesting films, even if it is a failure.